The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Memorial Day Monster Monday presented by DraftKings. Hopefully you guys have already had an awesome weekend so far. Finish strong, whether that's with the daddy sodas or grilling the food. Check out my social media at Ross Tucker NFL so you can see some of the stuff I've been eating and drinking over the weekend. Look, that's part of what life's about, right? Check it out on social at Ross Tucker NFL. All of our stuff is always available at Ross Tucker Pod as well. Speaking of available, you guys made this request for today's guest a couple weeks ago. Multiple people, might have been some patrons, patreon.com slash RT Media said, can you get on a financial advisor? Can you get on a guy that advises some players? I'd be curious to hear what advice they give or what, you know, what they say. How about, I, I did even better than that. I got my financial advisor who played 10 years in the NFL, 129 games, and was my boss when I interned for him. So this is going to be amazing. His name's Kurt Schultz. You remember him eight years with the Bills, two years with the Lions. Can't wait to talk with him momentarily. We will have a new spread the word winner this week. You know what to do. Just engage anyway. I like the Facebook shares. I'm not going to lie. I like those Facebook shares. Or maybe on Instagram, you put it on your story. I don't even know. Just do whatever it takes that more people see it. I love it. I'll notice it. And I'll sign something for you, whatever you want. Sponsor confirmations, I love. Keeps, keep your hair like I am. Keeps.com slash Ross. More on that a little bit later. And the YouTube shout out. You know, people are winning the YouTube shout out and then they're not emailing me to tell me who they want me to get the shout out for. So you're kind of blowing it, guys. I'll give you a cameo style shout out, which I love. We also have some news to get to, but first, it is big show time. The big show. As promised, 10-year NFL veteran who's also like a soccer stud. He, this is a legitimately awesome guy on so many levels. My financial advisor and friend, Kurt Schultz. Kurt, thanks so much for coming on the show. Ross, you're too kind. I appreciate it. Uh, it's good to be on the show. All right. So, man, there's a million things 
that we could get into. I, I guess I'll start with how we met, which is every offseason when I was in the NFL, I would do an internship. So after my rookie year, I interned with Merrill Lynch in D.C. because I had interned with Merrill Lynch Investment Managers before my senior year of college. So somehow the guys at Merrill Lynch Investment Managers got, you know, they knew I was in D.C. They found these guys, J.C. McKnight, Pete Kenny, awesome guys. They got me hooked up with them. Okay. Then I go to Dallas. I want to try something different. You know, I want to see what else I might be interested in. So I worked for Roger Staubach. Uh, you might have heard of him. His commercial real estate company in Dallas. Then I get cut again, and I go to Buffalo, have a good year. And I don't remember if it was the D.C. guys that hooked me up with uh, – I don't. Even, I barely remember these guys' names, like Nowakowski and these guys. Oh, yeah. I think I got, I got hooked up with a group, and I don't think I got hooked up like, – I don't think I was hooked up with you. I think I got hooked up with a group, and then we, like, made the connection or they brought you on while we were – do you remember that? I, you know, actually, I think that we met at the Chop House, the Buffalo Chop House, eating steak with Reuben Brown. I, I believe that's what oh. it was. And you, you had asked about what I did. And, um, hey, you know, next to have you coming in the office. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of heads turned um, since you're a you know, likable big guy. And uh, you were definitely hit in the office, that's for sure. That is funny, man. Yeah, I remember that. And you were just getting started. Yeah, I think at the time I had, you know, it was my second or third year. Um, and uh, no, you're right. And, uh, you know, Ruben, I, that was my connection with some of the offense alignment. And he's just a great guy, obviously. And uh, no, we, we hit it off and uh, you, you barely fit into the, 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 the cubicle that was right next to me, if you remember that. It was, like, kind of odd. But, no, it was great. It was great having you in, man. I mean, obviously, you're, you're very bright, and, uh, and, you know, you had an aptitude for it. And uh, it's uh, – no, it was fun having you for sure, man. Yeah, I remember – man, there's a lot. I remember one, one thing I did was call agents to, yeah. uh, you know, try to strike up relationships with them – on behalf of you, you know, because, yep. um, you know, when you're trying to get players as clients, a lot of times the agents are able to talk with them when they're in college. So it was funny, though, Kurt, because I didn't even know I was going to talk to you about this. It's funny, though, because I'm calling these agents. I'm an active player. Like, I started the last <laughs> five games that year. I was a restricted free agent. I was I made the USA Today all Joe team or whatever. So these agents would call me right back thinking that I wanted to switch, yeah. thinking that they were about to get like a client. They'd be like, hey, Ross, how are you? I'm like, uh, yeah, hey, Joe. Anyway, so I'm calling on behalf of Kurt. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, <laughs> it was, that great, was actually it's a great idea, by the way. It's oh, a great absolutely. way to go about it. it. Brilliant. Right. Because, you know, I'm a has been. You're already in the league. You're playing. So, yeah, that was uh, I, I guess I kind of knew that. But <laughs> so anyway, um, it's, that's hilarious. So, you know, Kurt, I don't think I realized you started 93 games, man. You played in 129 just regular season, 72 starts in Buffalo, 107 games played in Buffalo, eight years, then two years in Detroit. An amazing 10-year career, for people that don't remember the type of player you were, 
Uh, how would you describe yourself? Were you more of a box safety, more of a middle of the field safety, or was your strength that you were pretty good at both? Like, how would you describe your game as NFL player? You know, for me, I, I think it was just I, I, I was good at anticipating what they may do, and you know that was that was play recognition. It was communicating with the corners, with the the linebackers, and just kind of knowing the the defensive scheme in and out, and then more importantly, knowing what the offense might do on certain circumstances, whether it be alignment or what have you. And I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I, w- I was pretty adept at intercepting the ball. Um, and I think, you know, I, I like to think I was a decent tackler, but, the, you know, I, that probably wasn't my biggest, uh, you know, ben- benefit to the team. I think m- more importantly, it was just somebody that they could trust to be back there and not give up the big play and, you know, occasionally come up with the ball, you know, in, in, in various different circumstances. You know, I had 30 interceptions, so I must have been doing something right on that end. And I, I would just attribute to – you know, long hours, you know, I can remember with Chris Spielman early in the morning before, you know, practice started 6, 630 in the morning. And we're, we're studying film and I learned a lot from him. And I think it was just general studying the offensive scheme and, and seeing if I could get any type of edge for that one play that, you know, hopefully I could make a difference in a game. So, Kurt, you didn't start your first three years. And then right. you started 93 games over the last seven years. Your last seven years, you had at least two picks each year, and you had 30 total. I mean, 30 picks in seven years, you're averaging four and a half picks a year. That is legit, man. I mean, that is that is a lot. That, that is taking the ball. I mean, six, four, two, six, three, seven, two. That – that would compare – I mean, I'm surprised you never made a Pro Bowl. That's a lot of interceptions, especially back then when they weren't throwing the ball as much. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, as you know, um, we had an unbelievable defensive line in Buffalo. I mean, you have Bruce Smith, Phil Hansen, Ted Washington up the middle. Uh, you know, and the same was was with Detroit. I mean, Robert Porsche, we had, we had some ballers. <laughs> And as a defensive back, I mean, it's, it's it's huge to have that front line and that pass rush, and that was that was so much of it. You know, I'd love to take the credit for all of it, but you know, obviously, it's it goes hand in hand with a great defensive line, and, and we had that both. I had that in both places, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm pretty proud of those. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, like I said, it was a lot of study and the 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 offensive scheme to see if you could get any type of edge, you know, and, you know, as you know, in the league, it's, it's hard to get that, you know, so um, it was basically just hard, hard no studying. So I ask any former player that comes on this, que- this question, you're 52 years old now. How's your body feel like brain and body? Like, how are you doing? Well, you know, I'm I'm actually feeling pretty good. I did have the first, believe this or not, I do play soccer, as you know, Ross, like competitively on a weekly basis. Well, last year during COVID, I was probably playing a little too much and running a little too much. And I finally had my first knee injury in, you know, 51 years. And so I had knee surgery um, about eight months ago. And But I'm recovering. I'm back. And I do yoga, as, you know, two or three times a week. I play soccer. I keep I keep active. So my body feels pretty darn good, actually. Um, and, you know, it, it, part of the NFL have, have that uh, that um, 
brain and brain and body um, where you can go to the Cleveland Clinic. And, and I've taken part of that every five years. And it's just it, it makes you feel good when you come out of it. And uh, it's just a great it's a great benefit that the NFL provided for us, uh, for us retirees. Yeah, I did it in April. Uh, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I, you're still even after the knee surgery, you're still back to playing competitive soccer. <laughs> Yeah, I've got this team, um, and you know, obviously the the comp- competition. I, I've I've aged up quite a bit, right? So I've got this team that we've got guys, players from all over the U.S., and we play every year in Vegas, and it is such a great weekend. But literally, they haven't get the, they've got an over sixty division, so that's my goal. <laughs> I'm going to be out there with a bunch of old guys, you know, and 60-year-olds uh, kicking the ball around. And, you know, for those that love soccer, it, you know, it's, it's a passion. And, and you get people from – players from all over the U.S. We get some from Mexico. There was a team from Peru um, up up in Montreal. So it, it's pretty cool. So it's uh, it's definitely a fun I, – so I, I don't see that I'm going to be quitting soccer anytime soon. <laughs> wow. you got to be the only – 10-year NFL vet that plays competitive soccer other than a kicker, you know? Yeah, probably. I think I got – remember Steve Christie? I, I tried to get him out there a few times because I know he was quite the soccer player up in Canada. And um, he, he, he lasted, I think, until – oh, God. I think he until he was maybe like 35, and yeah, I think he hung up the cleats. <laughs> so you're probably um, right. So uh, you end up – making your home in Buffalo um, and getting into finance. How'd that happen? Like how, how did the whole financial advisor finance thing happen? Well, good, good question. So, you know, my, my degree in college was accounting. So I was studying for the CPA when I got drafted, taking the Becker review class. And so I always really liked numbers and balance sheets. And it's just kind of an odd thing to think about, but uh, that was my thing numbers. And my, my, my uncle at the time uh, was a pretty big money manager and I kind of always looked up to him and he was like this small growth uh, manager. I think he had a hedge fund at one point in his career and just super, super successful on CNBC. And I just, I, I would intern with him and I just, I, I just dug it. It was something that I'm like, I felt really passionate about and I just loved investing. I loved hearing about it. I loved talking about it. And so that's kind of how I, I parlayed it into a career. You know, just basically out of passion, something that, you know, hey, listen, I loved, I love, I was following, you know, I was a financial junkie as it was. Might as well just share that with other people. So you were like into it, investing in finance as a player. So it was like a no brainer career for you. It, it was, you know, I think the, the hardest piece of it all was trying to sell, right? I mean, there's that piece, there's that segment of it that is a big piece of being a financial advisor is the selling piece. And, you know, I'm not very adept at that. And, but hey, listen, I, you know, if you're passionate about what you are doing, it's not really a job. It's more of, hey, listen, I want to help people. And, and so I kind of have taken that route. I'm not a great salesman, but hey, listen, I love what I do and I love to help people. And, you know, that's what I'm all about. How important do you think it is? for current players or former players to have a financial advisor that knows about all the player benefits? Because, you know, I was amazed how few guys when I was playing really knew about the 401k, you know, all of the pension, severance, annuity, health savings, all, all that stuff. 
a lot of guys really don't know much about. I mean, there were guys that didn't do Kurt, and we talked about this back in the day. Mm-hmm. They didn't do the two hundred percent four hundred one k match as players. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I, I think it's hugely beneficial, and just to give you just an idea of you know the importance of that. You know, I mean. As you know, through the NFL, there's tons of different benefits, and and some of you know the NFL does a great job of 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 um, marketing themselves, but they don't always do a great job of explaining certain things. And you know, some of it's just the benefits are, are kind of cobbled together. It seems like, and and I think they're trying to do a better job of explaining some of that. But you know, one of the things that that the NFL provides when you're a player is life insurance. And so, like, if you don't know how to find that, where to find that, and don't know, understand the benefits, you know, you could be a financial advisor that's, you know, soliciting, you know, life insurance for a player where they need to incorporate a lot of the benefits that they already have. And so you're kind of, you know, so I, that, that's, I've run into that quite a bit where players might, you know, be solicited for, for life insurance. And I'm like, well, hey, listen, when you're done, that'd be, that makes sense. But when you're playing, I mean, you, you're, you, you're kind of, you don't necessarily need it. So I think that the incorporating that in any plan makes it makes a heck of a lot of sense, you know, and it's the right thing to do. And, and if you're not adept at knowing and how to figure out what, what the benefits are and what they mean, because they change, as you know, they change almost every year. So you got to be up to date on, on all of that all the time. What are the pros and cons in particular of advising current or former players because i i you know as you know i got my series seven and 66 while i was playing i thought i was going to get into that um and then i had the back surgery got cut in buffalo and it's you know my idea was to try to get the guys as clients while i was still playing but if you're not on a team where you're established and you're bouncing around you can't like you can't have the first time you meet guys be like, oh, by the way, let me talk about your finances. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work that way. But right. I've also heard horror stories over the years from financial advisors where it's like you tell the guy he doesn't need to buy a third car or whatever, and he does anyway. Um, right. What are sort of the pros and cons of, of representing and, and advising players? Well, you, you make a really good point. And I, I would say, you know, the, the probably the most frustrating part of the job is for them not to take the advice, you know, the experience that somebody's had, you know, I been in the league, been an advisor for years, you know, just not understanding the X's and O's of, and it, not that they need to understand the X's and O's of, of finance, but they need to trust somebody, you know, <laughs> because it, it, it you know, the, it's it, it, at the end of the day, it's just a math equation. If you look at how much money is, is coming in, how much money is going out. And so, you know, the biggest mistake the players make is they just spend too much. Right. And so that's the most frustrating piece of it is just to try to get them and educate them enough where they can understand and make good decisions. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm all about is like helping clients make good, smart decisions. And the biggest, the, you know, the, I, I think the, the, biggest problem or the the biggest task for um for me is to kind of educate them on what the money can do for them and what kind of lifestyle that they could provide for themselves for the rest of their lives and for them to not you know not adhere to a a budget or whatnot you know that's probably the most frustrating because i could i could easily see um certain clients where you're like okay i know where this is going to end it's going to end badly and so try to try to paint the picture of what is to come with with um, too much spending 
is uh, is is a challenge. And I would say that's probably the the most frustrating part of the job because hey, listen, it's they they think they have millions and they do, but as you know, I mean, they've got it's got to last them another fifty years, you know, forty five years, whatever the case. So, you know, that's probably the biggest uh, the biggest uh, frustration. Yeah, I think if I had to describe it from my time as a player, they are not um, a lot of the guys. It's hard to be an NFL player and and not be intelligent. It's just hard. But right. I think a lot of the guys that I spoke with are very uneducated when it comes to financial matters. They're not unintelligent because with the football stuff, they know they're they're smart. Like they know their stuff, but they just they've right. never done the background or research or have any background to be educated on the financial stuff. And they either don't trust anybody or, unfortunately, Kurt, a lot of times they trust the wrong people. Right. And, you know, and I've always, you know, I've, I've heard horror stories and been involved with um, hearing about, you know, horrible things happening to players with, with giving, you know, giving agents and or whoever powers of attorney. And then it's just all at the end of the day, they thought they had money that they didn't have and it gets stolen. And that's just super, super unfortunate. I mean, it's horrible. It's a nightmare. So, I mean, I always kind of preach, hey, listen, you need to have you need to have checks and balances. You need to have your CPA and your your agent and your financial advisor, your attorney. They all they have different hats, right? You know, I, I I'm I'm good at finance, and l- let me stick to that, right? Um, just say, you know, I don't know anything about plumbing. I would not I would not do any plumbing because I'm horrible. <laughs> I might <laughs> cause a flood in my house. So, hey, listen, I'm gonna go use a plumber. You know, if you don't know about finance, you, you know, use a financial advisor and everybody should use a financial advisor at some point, you know, because, hey, listen, at the end of the day, you buy securities and and you need to have some type of advice. Um, I think even Warren Buffett deals with somebody that, you know, has got a long time advisor. He's, you know, created a relationship. So, you know, I, I think it's important to have those checks and balances and uh, just not, you know, throw all your eggs in one basket and one and trusting one person is it, it's it's maybe too much, you know. Kurt, I know uh, my listeners and the people that watch on YouTube now, they're going to absolutely love this episode. First of all, because I think they like that when they make a request that I listen. Multiple people requested getting a financial advisor on, so I'm glad we did that. And then this was even better than I thought it would be. Can't wait to get tremendous feedback on this interview. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. All right, buddy. I did. Great seeing you. Glad to be of help. There he is, Kurt Schultz. Now, if you noticed, first of all, Kurt is an awesome guy. Secondly, Kurt is bald. And I've seen videos of Kurt when he was with the Bills and his hair was struggling. And he made the decision to shave it all off, which I think is great. If that's not you and you don't look as good with a shaved head as Kurt Schultz, keeps. Be like me. Keeps.com. I just watched... And I talked about this on the College Draft Podcast. Every year on our anniversary, we watch our wedding video. Me, my wife, and my daughters. We think that's important, right? I was I was starting to lose my hair at age 26. And I didn't even realize it. You know, because you, you can only tell from like the side angle. I wish I had started the only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss earlier. Keeps offers both. If you're not familiar with these, go to Keeps.com. If you are already taking the FDA-approved medications, 
don't go to the drugstore to pick them up. Don't go to the doctor for the prescription. Go to keeps.com slash Ross to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Ross to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Ross. Trust me, I am a longtime customer now at this point. Tucks Takes. Morning, Ross. A few news items to dive into since last Thursday, including the NFL greatly relaxing COVID rules for vaccinated individuals. Well, and this is what the NFL does. They follow the science. They follow the data. Everything indicates that the more people get vaccinated, the lower the cases are, the lower the positivity rate. Uh, Everyone listening, everyone watching, has the right to make the decision they want to make for their life, their body, et cetera. But the NFL follows the science and the science is pretty clear. And Andrew Brandt talked about this last week about teams. If it's a bubble guy or if it's a guy on the practice squad, um, uh, my guess is they're going to go with the vaccinated guys that everybody can have the relaxed rules if you have over 85%. So uh, the NFL, it's a, if you look at the relaxed COVID rules for vaccinated individuals, it's a huge difference and a major incentive to get vaccinated for players. Takes. The Atlanta Falcons reportedly have been offered a first-round pick for wide receiver Julio Jones. Do we know who, though? I think it was Diana Rossini reported that. That can mean a lot of things, right? Like that could be a second round pick that turns into a first round pick. If he does stuff, it could be a, okay, we'll give you our first round pick. We want your second and third. Don't ever be fooled by the reporting, right? Like they're not going to do the deal until June 2nd, officially, whatever they end up doing because of salary cap purposes. But don't, don't let, don't let yourself be fooled, right? That, that information's out for a reason, and that team is trying to get as much in return for Julio as they can. Takes. Philadelphia Eagles announced a number of scouting department changes, including hiring former Jags GM Dave Caldwell, promoting Catherine. Is it how do you pronounce her last name? I don't know. She's from Montreal. I think it might be French, but I don't know how to pronounce it yet. It's R A I C H E. Try to give it some French flavor, Brian. I'm going to say Raish. Raish, okay. And Catherine, I'm sorry if I if I butchered that. Uh, anyway, she becomes the highest-ranking female in an NFL front office, uh, and the Eagles also hired Amina Solomon as a scout. Solomon. I would have gone Solomon, but I think you're right. I think it is Solomon. That's excellent. So, uh, Catherine, we're going with Raish. I will find that out for sure because she works for the Eagles. People believe that she is the most likely woman to be the first woman to be a GM. So that's pretty cool. And then for Amina Solomon, this is a big deal. I didn't realize how big a deal it was. So I think a lot of people remember, I watch the news as little as anyone, as little as anyone. But I think a lot of people know there's a lot going on in the Middle East, Israel, and the Palestinians, et cetera. Well, the owner for the Eagles, 
Jeffrey Lurie is Jewish. Howie Roseman, the GM, is Jewish. Um, I believe, based on some tweets from David Cantor, the agent, I believe Amina Soleiman is Palestinian. So that's a pretty major statement for the Philadelphia Eagles organization to make. Again, I'm just going off of David Cantor's tweet. I don't, I don't know Amina, um, but I saw some people retweeting that. Seems to be very significant to some folks. Uh, let's get to some injuries. Uh, they are mounting with Lions uh, D-lineman Joel Heath. He's done for the year with a torn ACL. Niners running back Jeff Wilson tearing his meniscus. And the Bengals claiming linebacker Joe Batchy. Is that how we're pronouncing it? I think it's Bache. Bache. B-A-C-H-I-E. Again, Joe, sorry for butchering your name. Uh, and they claim him off waivers from Philadelphia. So... Yeah, I think several teams wanted to get Beche, um, the linebacker. Several teams put a claim in for him. You know, injuries are going to happen. The good news for Heath and Wilson, it happened at the facility, on team property, so they'll get paid every dime. Wilson might be able to come back this year, but they'll get paid every dime, which is very, very important. What a fun show. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed Kurt Schultz coming on as much as I did. I got to get Kurt to get some of his, his clients' uh, stories from my front page story for Father's Day or maybe if they have a business or whatever. Shout-outs are in order for Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com. If you are a Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, or Raiders fan – Make sure you listen to today's College Draft Podcast because we went over every single draft choice for your team. I think you'll enjoy that. Other than that, I think we're done here. Have a great Memorial Day Monday, everybody. Check my social for food and eat, eats and drinks. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.